good morning and welcome here. It's good to have you here on a beautiful Mother's Day. My name is Luke and I get to serve as the pastor here and uh, it's great to have you here. Moms, I hope you were greeted to breakfast in bed and well-behaved children and husbands who dress themselves and you're laughing if you're young. If not, maybe give them a few days to, to get caught up and, and do so. But a few announcements, and uh, then we're going to sing together. Um, uh, big thing just to point out is that the, the Greenhouse Bible Adventure Team trip, uh, helping out with, uh, with, the youth, uh, with the VBS in Utah, is June 13 to 18. So that's coming up. So continue to be praying for that group. And uh, also, we're doing a fundraiser for that, and we're going to coincide it with the garage sale. But we've had lots of people uh, sign up to bring tissue bars, or if you're going to do a lunch thing here at the church, and so we just need an email people uh, to help out with that. And we're also looking for one person to coordinate kind of the garage sale aspect of it. So we're the, the plan is that on that garage sale Saturday over here, um, we're going to do the, the, the smoked uh, grilled sandwiches again, and, and also a bit of a, a garage sale. So things about that. The sign-up sheet for the tissue bars is in the far right corner. Oops, oops. Let's do a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for a beautiful and glorious day. Thank you for the opportunity to worship you, for the opportunity to celebrate Mother's Day, to celebrate the graduates, the children, and the members. God, thank you for this Please stand with us. We're going to worship the Lord this morning. So glad you're here.
before. You lay your hand upon me. Even though I walk through the unknown places, you're right there with me. Your rod and your staff, you comfort me. We can make our plans, but Lord, we determine our steps. In your presence is fullness of joy.
every bump in the road that we fall over. You are a leader. You are a savior. You are everything to us. We have all that we need through you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Heavenly Father, that song is our prayer this morning. That you are enough, that Christ is enough. That we choose to follow you. That that is our, our life goal, our life ambition, the purpose and direction of our life. And you say there's more to me. Because you are so worth it. There's nothing behind us, Lord, that is of more value than you before us. Lord, we pray for the mothers in our lives. Whether it's a biological mother or just someone who's been a spiritual mother to us. We thank you for them. We bless you for them. Thank you for the children in our lives. Lord, give us wisdom to raise them, to, to love and, and follow you. Lord, we pray for those who are grieving this morning. We think particularly of Jay and Lisa F. and, and the loss of Lisa's father and, and to Al Magnuson and the loss of his mother. very generous with us. Lord, it is good to follow you. And we will follow you all the days of our lives. Amen. Because you're You will never let me go. 
Well, a number of things happening today that uh, I'm pretty excited about, and it's neat that it's all happening on Mother's Day, whether that was uh, coincidental or providential, not sure, but we're, we're kind of running sort of the full spectrum of life this morning. Uh, of course, we're celebrating mothers, right, which are um, often, uh, you know, just coincides with, um, with birth and with motherhood. Uh, we're having a child dedi- two child dedications. Uh, we have some graduates that we want to honor. Uh, we have a young gal who's becoming a church member, and so it's we're just kind of covering the full the full spectrum of life today, which is which is pretty neat. And then uh, I do want to share a few thoughts out of the book of Proverbs with you. So we will, of course, be looking at Scripture. We love Scripture. We value Scripture, and it's great to learn uh, from Scripture. My son had some pretty insightful words when it came to child dedication. Uh, jo asked, Joanne asked him if he knew what a child dedication was, and he said, yeah. That's where you teach them to love God and not eat stuff. And the reason that's so brilliant is because, one, he recognized that we're wanting our kids to grow up in an environment where they love God. But, two, he also admonished the fact that Levi keeps chewing on power cables and flip-flops. And, like, neither of these are really good for you. And uh, so we have some instruction to do around that. We're going to start this morning, though, with, with the child dedication and, uh, you know, child dedication is something that we see modeled in Scripture. Uh, we saw it done with Samuel in the Old Testament. We see it done with Jesus in the New Testament. And there are so many uh, fantastic verses that talk um, about child dedication. And just a couple, uh, you know, Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 to 7. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk on the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Proverbs 22, 6, we'll be looking more at this one later on. Train up a child in the way he should go. And even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Kind of a fascinating concept right there. So let me explain just a little bit how this is going to go. because Joanne and I are also dedicating um, our child, I've, I've um, actually asked Loretta to help us out and, and sort of oversee this. And so um, we'll, we'll have two families. First, we'll have Eleanor Grace, daughter of Jeff and Lisa, um, and then, of course, Levi William, uh, our son. And in the child dedication, really, there's three things that are happening. Um, Loretta is going to talk just kind of briefly, but uh, th- then she's going to ask the, quest- the, the parents a couple of questions. And the first question is really just, you know, do, do you as parents recognize that this child is a gift from the Lord? You know, do, do you recognize that, that, that this is a gift and that you have been blessed and entrusted um, with this person? So that's kind of the, the first statement. Then, there, then there's a couple questions really just about the parent's commitment to raise the child in a loving, encouraging environment that honors Christ and, and seeks to, to teach the children to love and serve Jesus. And so there's a couple questions around that. Then thirdly, okay, are you paying attention? Thirdly, there is a question for you, for the congregation, and that is that will you guys, when prompted or, or regularly, will you guys commit to praying for these kids and for these families? And, and you know, will you be involved as a church community uh, in helping these kids thrive and learn to follow Jesus? So that's going to be kind of the order, and we're actually going to start with Eleanor. And so, Loretta, all yours. Okay, it's ladies first. Levi, you're going to have to get used to this for the rest of your life. 
understand that too. Jeff and Lisa, you have chosen the name Eleanor Grace. Eleanor means light or shining light, and grace in Christianity speaks of the free and unmerited favor of God. It's a very beautiful name, not only in how it sounds, but in what it means. Her name in so many ways speaks to the beautiful character of God. It alludes to his salvation, his beauty, and his radiance. And it even serves as a personal reminder to herself to live a life that radiates Christ and his free, unmerited favor that he is willing to give to all those who accept it. A verse has been chosen for Eleanor. It's Colossians 1, 9 through 10. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit, in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So we have three questions for you, Jeff and Lisa, as a family. Number one, do you recognize Eleanor as a gift from the Lord and that giving you Eleanor, God has given you a rich blessing? Do you commit to providing support and a loving and encouraging atmosphere where Eleanor will continually know she is cherished? Do you commit to pray for Eleanor to seek God's blessings? to engage in spiritual warfare on her behalf? Do you commit to providing an atmosphere of reverence for God, a spirit of dependency on Christ, and to constantly expose Eleanor to the word of God? Will you guide her in becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ? And now for the church, Henderson MB Church, do you commit to supporting this family in this endeavor, to praying for this family when prompted, and to do your part as a community in helping Eleanor become a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ? If so, say we do. And now a prayer for Eleanor. Dear God, as I look into Eleanor's face, I already see your love. She truly does uh, radiate the beauty of Jesus. God, we pray that she will fulfill her purpose in life. It's a future which you have already designed for her. Help her together with her family to grow into that. And then we pray that you will protect her from any harm, that you will keep her safe. Be with Jeff and Lisa as they give direction to this. Nathaniel, as he prays and helps her to grow up. And to their extended family, we thank you for all the support that they have in this endeavor. And we thank you for the church family that has committed to also be a part of this. Thank you. Amen. Luke and Joanne, you have chosen the name Levi Williams. Levi was one of the apostles, later named Matthew. It was also the tribe of Israel that was charged with priestly duties. In both New and Old Testament, Levi is one who had priestly duties, who was entrusted with the word of God, and one who was to share that word with others. And William means protector. So you too can expect that, that William's going to help take care of you. So the name Levi William refers to one who both protects others, but also cares for their spiritual condition, even protects them spiritually. 
And the verse chosen for you is Ephesians 1, 16 through 19. I do not cease to give thanks for you as, as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for those who, to us who believe, according to the work of his great power. Yes, and I have three questions for Mommy and Daddy now. Um, do you recognize Levi as a gift from the Lord and that giving you Levi, God has given you a rich blessing? Do you commit to providing support and encouragement and a loving atmosphere where Levi will continually know he is cherished? Do you commit to pray for Levi, to seek God's blessing, to engage in spir spiritual war warfare on his behalf? Do you commit to providing an atmosphere of reverence for God, a spirit of dependency on Christ, and to constantly expose Levi to the word of God? Will you guide him in becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ? And then to the church, Henderson MB Church, do you commit to supporting this family in this endeavor, to praying for this family when prompted, and to do your part as a community in helping Levi become a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ? Levi, as I look into your face, I see a whole bundle of potentiality. God has wonderful plans for your life, and God, we commit Levi to you, that you will be able to fulfill those plans, things that you have designed and created in advance for him to do. We pray for Levi, for his safety, and for his protection. May no one ever harm this child in any way. Pray that you will bless Pastor Luke and Joanne as they raise him, as he grows in his wonderful extended family. We just pray that you will um, bless him in immeasurable ways, and may we be faithful as a congregation to be a support. Amen. of giving Bibles out to the graduates. And so, McKenna, here's your Bible from the church. And um, we pray that you will read it and mark it up and live by it. Here's a couple of verses for you. John 15, 4. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. And then... Psalm 27, 13, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And just like we sang um, the beauty of the Lord and you reflect, <laughs> Holy Spirit is, is, is so awesome to see these young people follow Jesus, that you reflect Jesus and you reflect the beauty of the Lord wherever you go. And you are um, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So remain close to him, and um, God has great things in store for you. Let's all stand. God, I thank you so much for McKenna, for the plans that you have for her, 
you are with her, and you would go before her and behind her, and uh, thank you, God, that you protect her, her mind and her body and her heart, and she remains faithful to you. You are faithful to her, oh God, in Jesus' name, amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Congratulations. Um, the world has endless opportunities for you. I challenge you to find those who have listened to God's word and his voice as you make decisions in your life. This may not ensure that your life is easy, but you will have peace. That surpasses all understanding. <clears throat> Lord, I, I praise you for destiny. I praise you for the opportunity that this community, this church, and our family has had to be a part of Destiny's life. I pray for strength as Destiny moves on to the next stage in life. I pray that she would trust in you and all that she does. I pray that you would just protect her from all evil, and uh, I thank you so much for your life. And I pray. as Rebecca's coming forward, or uh, and Rebecca has uh, said that she wants to become a member of this church, which is pretty exciting, and it's been a treat to get to know Becca over the last year or so. She is uh, adventurous and kind-hearted, and uh, I believe it was Grace Children's Home that first brought you to this town, uh, as is the story with many, and, um, but I mean, she has just dived in and has been volunteering in a number of different ways, and so when she approached me a couple months ago and said, you know, I think I'd like to become a member at Henderson and Dee, you know, I was like, win, 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 you know, and uh, so we're going to hear a little bit of her story or of her testimony. She's going to share that with us, and then once again, I have a few questions for Becca, and then a few questions for you as the receiving congregation. Good morning. Um, I'll just tell you a little bit about my life and the ways God has worked in it and as we move forward. Um, I was born and raised in County Bluffs, Iowa. Um, my parents raised my sister and I in a home that had really high morals and values, but placed little priority on having an intimate relationship with Jesus. As a young girl, um, it seemed like being a Christian was something we did on Sundays at church and had little to do with our lifestyle. Thankfully, God placed some incredible people in my life that encouraged me to grow in my faith. I was baptized um, at the age of 13 and accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. As I continued to grow and mature, I realized that something was missing. I realized that God desired to, ha desired to have a personal relationship with me. During this season, I became very Im involved in youth group and surrounded myself by peers who desired to grow in their relationship with Jesus as well. Um, this is one of the many verses um, that was and continu continues to be convicting to me as I continue on my faith journey. 1 John 2, 16 and 17. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with, the, with its desires. For whoever does the will of God abides forever. 
I recognized that much of my time and energy was spent on things of this earth that were soon going to fade away. In this season of life, I was given many opportunities to participate in service projects and get connected to church. My desire to serve and to share Jesus with others grew. After I graduated high school, I attended Manhattan Christian College in Manhattan, Kansas. My time at college was a season of growth in several ways as I dove into scripture and was challenged to make my faith my own. After graduating college in 2012, I came to Grace Children's Home here in Henderson um, to work as a house parent. And over the course of several years, I've had several different responsibilities at Grace. Um, through this season of life, um, I've kept on my toes just um, with new exciting challenges and hard situations. I'm thankful for this community of believers um, that um, is here in Henderson and that surround me in the seasons of both hardship and joy. It is a true blessing to be a part of a community who serves to, to lead others to Jesus. Okay, three questions for you and then three questions for you, Pastor. Becca, do you affirm that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Do you commit yourself to this body of believers to love, support, pray for, and serve? And do you commit yourself to the fulfillment of God's mission for the church, which is to make disciples of all nations? Congregation, do you welcome Becca with joy into our community? Do you pledge to her your love and support in prayer and service? And do you commit to work alongside her in Christian fellowship as we work together to fulfill God's mission for the church, which is to make disciples of all nations? Amen. It is great to have you as part of the community, part of the family. Thanks, Becca. I haven't even preached yet, and it's been a great morning. My goodness. Uh, I do want to spend just a few moments, though, looking at Scripture, because Scripture is fantastic and just has uh, truth for every part of our life. And, um, and uh, today, looking in Proverbs, at one particular verse, Proverbs 22, verse 6, train up a child in the way that he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, it's interesting how much children impact our lives. And, and really, children... Uh, whether we like it or not, are often our, our greatest, uh, just connected to our greatest um, joy, and at times, uh, for some, our greatest aspects of sorrow as well, too. Uh, we have some dear friends in Canada who have been on the adoption process for years. Uh, they were with one organization uh, that then went bankrupt due to some corruption. They lost thousands and thousands of dollars. They were with another organization. Things looked good. Um, they had invested lots of time and money. They flew down to Florida to adopt a little one, fell in love. And at the last minute, um, things fell apart. And the guy said, you know, I cried more in the last three days than the rest of my life combined. Um, and yet there are moments like child dedication and graduation and this Sunday afternoons that are just, um, they have like this Norman Rockwell moment that just fill your heart with joy and with pride. Um, children influence our lives in, in so many great and powerful ways. Um, and today, you know, we have seen so much of, of kind of the journey uh, in recognizing motherhood, in recognizing um, birth and babies and, and childhood and 
and growing up and leaving for college and, and independently becoming members of a church. It's just, it's fantastic. I remember the first time I, s- I saw this verse. It's, uh, well, we were actually, it was in, in 2003, we were actually on a short-term mission trip in India. And there were a group of us that, that were going around and they were taking us to different churches and schools. And, and we each kind of had a different role. One person was kind of the music leader and one person was kind of the kids ministry coordinator and I was the you know give a talk guy and uh, and we were at this school and they had this neat plaque this outdoor plaque and I remember reading it Proverbs 22 6 train up a child in the way that he should go when he is old when he is old he will not depart from it <laughs> I was like wow that's in the Bible that's so good like I mean I've read the Bible but somehow I never saw that you know which uh, isn't it ironic how we can read the Bible and just not even pay attention to what we're reading? But it was in that moment and even just in, in the rest of my life to, to reflect on that and the power of that. And, and if that is true, if that is actually true, and, and, and yet we, we, I mean, time and again, right? I mean, aren't we seeing research that talks about the younger years of children being so influential I mean, for all their life, and do they receive care? Do, do they receive uh, hugs and kisses and support and affirmations? I mean, e- even for us, how many of the, the sayings and the words in our heads, whether they be true or whether they be lies, how many of them trace back to our childhood? And the good ones are rooted firm, and the lies are really hard to get rid of, right? Those younger years being so pivotal. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I mean, it applies to Mother's Day. Moms, you have one of the greatest responsibilities on this earth. There's no better place for godly discipleship than in the home. When, when it comes to influencing your kids, nothing even comes close to what happens at home. I mean, the school has a lot of influence. As a church, we hope we, that we have some influence. But realistically, if you just look at, at hours in a week, or in a year, there's nothing that compares with, with the time at home. Home is by far the greatest influence in a child's life. It applies to baby dedication. It's like this perfect baby dedication verse. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart. We commit our lives. We commit our lives to helping the, the, this young person who can't even talk yet. We're saying we're, we're going to dedicate our lives to help that young person follow Jesus. And it's, that, it's the kind of commitment that really, if, if you look at what just happened, reorientates the entire direction of your life. It applies to graduates. Train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. We give Bibles for a reason. Not just because we're a church and, and we think that's what we're supposed to do. But we want Scripture to be a significant influence in your lives. Uh, our desire is that these graduates would not depart from that path when they are older. We believe Scripture to be true and the Word of God and the greatest book on earth. There is no other book that I'm aware of that's ever been written that is so in demand and is illegal in so many countries. Graduates, there are a lot of places where the book you hold will get you killed. I mean, it, it, it's just, it, it is one of the most, um, I don't know if controversial is the right word, but just so sought after and yet uh, so despised by some. 
And this verse applies to young adults becoming members in the local church. Train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Becca, you decided to join this church, and, and we're thrilled, and we give thanks. Because somewhere in your past, you were taught about God and, and, and a God-honoring life and living for his kingdom. And, and that you have not departed from that, that, but that you've used that as a guide for your life today. And as one small part of that, you've said, you know, I, I, need, I need to kind of up my involvement in the local church. Proverbs 22.6 has, has spoken to every part of today. I find it a bit, I don't know, ironic, I guess, that, that, that in some ways the answer to Proverbs 22.6 is, is in many ways the book of Proverbs. It's kind of like it asks the question after giving so much of the answer. Proverbs is, is a wisdom book, a, a collection of small sayings that reflect truth or the application of truth uh, from God's perspective. Every culture has proverbs, actually, and, and if you understand the proverbs of a culture, it gives you fantastic insight into the culture itself. For instance, in America, we have proverbs like absence makes the heart grow fonder. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Money doesn't grow on trees. Time is money. Too many cooks spoil the broth. Each one of those is an American proverb that reflects our values. There are books written on American proverbs, and you'll see that we have a lot dedicated to time and money. The book of Proverbs focuses it on godly wisdom. And the book of Proverbs actually begins with this exhortation. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. You know, you would think that it's the love of the Lord that's the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs says the fear of the Lord. And it's easy for us to misconstrue that. When we think of fear, we think of fright or, or intimidation or of horror. But fear that, that, is, that is being spoken of here is more of a right reverence for God. Christianity today, or at least North American Christianity, we, you know, we, we've really grasped onto this idea, true ideas, but this idea of, you know, of God is daddy or God is my friend, which is true and wonderful. <coughs> but it must always be held in, in, in tension with, with this idea of a God who is feared and a God who is held in right reverence. In, in my opinion, people who are, who are kind of flippant about Christianity or or they do Christianity sporadically, that in their life that you will, you will not find this right understanding of fear of the Lord. And yet fear of the Lord is a starting point for true knowledge and understanding. Proverbs continues, Proverbs 2, 4 to 5, If you seek it like silver, search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. It requires searching out, it requires pursuit. I once heard that all good things in life are uphill. Not sure if it's true, but boy, the trend seems to be holding steady. Knowledge of God just doesn't float your way. It's just pursued. And then Proverbs 3, right? I mean, we're still early on, but it gives the benefits of wisdom, of knowledge. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom, the one who gets understanding. For, her, for the gain from her is better than gains from silver, 
her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her, her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. When you think about our world, when you just watch the news or what gets brought up over coffee time, we interact with others. I mean, is, is our world flush with God's wisdom? I, I'm leaning maybe we're in a bit of a search. Our world needs more of God and his wisdom and right reverence for God. And what does it mean to fear the Lord? Our world needs the book of Proverbs. Our, our world needs children who were raised in right ways. And the, only, and, and the only people who can bring this wisdom to the world is you. I mean, as a church, that is our mandate. That is why we exist. There is no other people group that is charged with this task other than the people you know, who worship and follow Jesus, right? The, the people who, who are gathered here. I mean, look around. This is, this is plan A, and there's no plan B, all right? The person on your left, the person on your right, like if you three don't get it done, it's probably not going to happen. So I, I hope that's encouraging. I'm not sure how you're feeling right now. But like it or not, this is plan A. We need for kids who grow up in homes that teach God's wisdom, who graduate and go off to college, who share God's wisdom with others. We need young adults committed to the local church. We need moms teaching their kids about Jesus. Wisdom is better than silver or gold. It provides long life, riches, honor, pleasantness, peace, life, blessings. So happy Mother's Day. I hope your day has been rich. I hope that that, that, that you are, are in a place where God is centered and where you are able to, to commit your children to the Lord. Blessings on Eleanor and Levi. May you grow up to know the fear of God. Congratulations to graduates. May God's word ever be a central part of your life. Welcome, Becca. It's good to have you as part of the team, part of the family. And to the rest of you, may God's wisdom forever be the compass of your lives. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for Scripture. Thank you for its truth. And thank you for how relevant it is to every part of our life. Thank you for the moms around us, whether they be biological moms or spiritual moms. Lord, may we honor them properly today. <coughs> thank you for Eleanor. Thank you for Levi. May you bless and guide their life. Thank you for graduates who are going on to awesome things. Thank you for this community of believers. Lord, our world needs your wisdom desperately. And God, all of us have a role in that. And I pray that for all of us, Lord, at the end of times, that we will be found faithful for all that you entrusted into our care. We love you, Lord. Amen. Please stand with us as we respond.